thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings primal alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, making primal living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista License is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. Yo, what's up? And welcome to Pat 68, the Primal Alternative Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Marshall, but you can call me H. I am a primal health coach and founder of the grain-free food range, Primal Alternative. We make grain-free easy with our breads, cookies, pizza bases, wraps, pastries. We are so absolutely pinch me every day beyond delighted to collaborate with Quirky Cooking to bring you our grain-free pastry. We even have a nightshade-free one, so a sweet potato pastry. And sorry, a paleo potato free. (laughs) I'm hungry. I'm hungry talking about all this amazing food. And we also are like so super pumped to collaborate with Chef Pete Evans to bring you our no-nut hemp bread, which is nut-free and lunchbox-friendly, as well as our no-nut hemp wraps, which are just taking the world, well, okay, Australia, by storm, um, as they're just a sensational primal alternative for any kind of wrap vessel where you're having a burrito or a fajita. There was some comedian that once said that um, all Mexican food is just like, one wrap wrapped a different way and this way it's a burrito and that way it's a fajita (laughs) and this way it's a taco uh, which always makes me laugh so anyway I am so beyond thrilled and delighted to hang out with Cinnamon Morrissey uh, who is the founder of Every Mite and I've been kind of like admiring her from afar for a long time because she is a very um heart-centered, soul-driven foodie who has um, developed a product which is essentially a clean, whole food, primal alternative to Vegemite um, as a, as a, basically as a response to a need in their family to find something that wasn't full of yeast and preservatives as Vegemite is. I don't think we're going to be getting Vegemite to sponsor this show, right? <laughs> Um, And I think you're really going to relate to Cinnamon's story because we're all here because we have got um, food intolerances or we've had to make some dietary changes uh, to use food as medicine and to heal from our health crises. So um, Cinnamon's going to explain to you how her third son, William, who um, has Down syndrome and numerous food intolerances, Um, has basically gone on to create a product which is now in over 400 stores across Australia. And, you know, she's um, from a background as a social worker. She's had no food industry or business experience at all. So I just really love Cinnamon's story because her vision and her passion was just to get this out there, that she knew that there was a need for this in the marketplace because because she'd done her research via social media groups and her networks and um, got the products out there and got people to try them and give her you know rave reviews even though you know the powers that be said don't bother there isn't a market for it it's too expensive nobody will buy it you know she just um, she just looked those naysayers in the face and said she's got I've just got to get this out there anyway so it's a real hero's journey and I just I'm completely cheerleading cinnamon along and at the success that she's made she's only two years into this product which is 
incredible because I feel like every mic's been around forever, right? Don't you? It seems to have been around forever. So she's, she's got the product out there. It's a hit. So now it's really just a process of her for refining and making this business model more sustainable. And I'm really excited to find different ways that I can collaborate with Cinnamon and Primal Alternative and Every Might. Um, we've even created our own hashtag, your spread on my bread. <laughs> Get this spread on your bread. Anything to do with spread and bread. Come on, Vegemite and toast or any kind of mama. I'm more of a Marmite girl, to be honest, being a pom. Um, but any kind of mighty spread on a bread is a great combination. So I hope you're going to love this episode. It really gives some amazing insight from um, dealing with health issues, gut issues, and then uncovering a passion and a real burning desire to help others and to get the products out there. So you can find out more about Cinnamon at um, www.everymite, that's E-V-E-R-Y-M-I-T-E.com.au. And you can follow her on Everymite uh, on Facebook and Instagram as well. So if you want to find out more about the Primal Alternative range, head to primalalternative.com. Primal Alternative isn't made uh, in a factory. It's homemade with love by Primal Alternative producers across Australia and the world. Um, so if you're interested in having your own food business but you don't want to go through all the trials and tribulations of creating a brand don't want to reinvent the wheel, then have a look at becoming a primal alternative producer. It's only $4,700 to get a primal alternative license if you pay up front, um, plus an ongoing membership fee. Uh, but yeah, in terms of getting started in your own food business, a very low investment when um, when you think about it. So I am always looking to grow the Primal Alternative Network because I need more home producers so we can scale Primal Alternative and get these breads, cookies, pizza bases and pastries to more people to make their lives easy. And so more people have got more bread to put every mite on, right? <laughs> so tell your friends, spread the word, pun intended. And let's get on with the interview with the amazing, just massive girl crush. Welcome to the show, Cinnamon. It's really cool to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely to be uh, talking to you. It's so cool. Like I really feel like you and I have been skirting around each other on Instagram and Facebook for ages now, like because this, your, your spread and my bread is such a great combination. Um, and mm. so it's, I'm just like, I really, um, you know, I've got a massive girl crush on you and everything that you've grown. <laughs> <laughs> so and I, know Thank that, you. I know that a lot of, a lot of the primalistas have as well. And when I said that I was interviewing you for the podcast, they were like, oh my God, how exciting. Can't wait to hear it. So Aww. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, thank you so much. So we love you. I, I have your bread. I have your bread and I have your wraps and they're divine. Oh, really? I just started eating them. Yep. Oh, yeah, so yeah, cool. I bought them the other day. So where yeah, did you yeah. get where did you get yours from? Ange. So someone called Ange had um because when yours arrives, I I got a card with it and it said, you know, hope you really love um, you know, this as much as we do and, and it was signed by Ange. So I got it online. Oh, good old Anjanette Austin. Yes, she yeah. is an awesome primalister in Harvey Bay. Like love her to bits. She's She's cracking, so I'm oh, really glad yeah. that you've got some. So what did you get? You got some wraps and oh. some bread. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely beautiful, yeah. I'm so glad you like we, them. We usually, we usually eat, um, so I, I make my own wraps usually out of buckwheat yeah, uh, or out of millet and, uh, and different things like that and never, so my wraps are never as good as those. <laughs> They're just divine. <laughs> and the bread just, the bread just cuts so beautifully. So it's just, just divine. Oh yay! Well, thank so, you. Yeah, that means a lot. Yeah, yeah. From another, um, oh, beautiful. You know, from another foodie. So that's beautiful with every mud on it. That's yeah. really cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. Now, before we get we get into all things cinnamon Morrissey and every mite, yep. you have to tell us what you had for breakfast this morning. 
oh, what I had for breakfast this morning. <laughs> let, me, let me think. I actually, I haven't even had breakfast this morning. I've had, um, at the moment, we are having some renovations done to our kitchen. So we actually have no kitchen. Um, so, and I've been busy uh, working, doing, doing every night since I dropped William to school. So the most I've had today is a, um, an organic chai tea with, um, with organic honey from our bees and some soy milk in it. So that, 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 that was my breakfast this morning. <laughs> I'll, stop so, I'll stop soon and actually get some food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you're a couple of hours ahead, um, so you must be t- fully heading into uh, lunchtime. But it sounds like we've had yes, a very, yes. very similar morning. So we're renovating here as well. Luckily, our kitchen's done. Ah. Um, but I've just had oh, cool. been, to, been to Pilates and just got a cashew milk uh, flat white from the from my favourite coffee shop on the way home. Yeah, and that's it. Beautiful. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're fasting together, which is well, <laughs> yes. That's, that's really cool. That's really well, cool. yeah, I know, I know. I, I always tell myself I'm fasting, but I'm not because I'm having the honey and the and the soy in there. But anyway, <laughs> well, it's just liquids. It's a liquid breakfast. <laughs> it's kind of fun. yes, yeah. <laughs> I feel the same benefits. Like to be honest, like. Um, that I do if I'm just having water when I have coffee, and that's my yeah my experience, and I'm sticking with it. I think we've all just got to find yeah. out what what's sustainable, what we can keep doing, and what works for us, right? Yes, yes, in, that I agree. In regards to breakfast, though, I can tell you that my son William had every mite on buckwheat toast this morning for breakfast. So, if that's a, of any any consequence, we um he has that every morning, so that's um that's always really good. Awesome. That sounds yummy. So let's hear the story yeah. of Everymite. So tell us about William and tell us about how Everymite came to be. Okay. Um, so William is our third son. Um, he had a birth diagnosis of Down syndrome. Um, with Down syndrome, um, they you know, already have compromised immune system and, and compromised digestive system. Um, he, on top of that, you know, we have our own genetic vulnerabilities and, and, um, and different issues anyway. He was having a lot of issues when he was first born to uh, even up to now. Um, so for the first, you know, first year at least, I was taking him to numerous different specialists. Um, his system just wasn't working properly. He was having a lot of um, IBS-based issues, a lot of constipation, um, a lot of malabsorption. Um, and, you know, long story short, part of the journey associated with trying to work out what was wrong with him and how to best help him um, we discovered that um, he shouldn't be eating Vegemite. Um, the reason he shouldn't, for us, the reason he shouldn't be eating Vegemite um, was associated with all the, the ye- number one, the yeast and the gluten in it, but number two, all the additives in it. So um, part of our journey with, um, with, I guess, learning how to best care for and best assist and, and best uh, give him the most opportunities in life was around his health. Uh, you know, obviously his environment as well, but his health is just so important. And um, that was around real food and around um, eliminating, uh, you know, the additives and eliminating the food that he was intolerant to. So, you know, we discovered what was actually, what wasn't good for his system and what was inflaming his gut and what is intolerant to. So eliminating all that stuff out of his diet as well. Um, We were going through a naturopath in regards to a lot of that and integrative doctor and um, and we were able to easily eliminate, you know, yeast and easily eliminate gluten and, and nuts and soy and dairy and eggs and there was just so much he couldn't eat. Um, and that was, you know, it was a, a nightmare at first, but that was easy, you know, and I, and I made, made everything for him, but we were eating Vegemite. So I was like, well, what do I do around this? Mm. And I actually kept giving it to him at first while I'd eliminated all the other, uh, other ingredients, all the other things that he couldn't eat. And, um, you know, I looked on the shelves, uh, every, you know, all Coles and Woolies uh, had, um, was every, every uh, alternative there he couldn't eat because it still was a, um, a really highly processed um, uh, spread. Um, you know, I looked in health food stores. Uh, I think I found at the time one, one called Amiga Mite, which was a, a 
a fish oil based one or something. Um, mm. And you know he couldn't eat, he couldn't eat that. I I think I found one called Mighty Might that's no longer around. Um, that I think it had gluten or something. So again, it had an ingredient, one or two ingredients in it that he couldn't eat. Um, and so I literally just had to create create one for him. So. I, you know, looked at, you know, what was there. I, I, you know, Googled as much as I could on the internet. I spent, you know, quite a few years um, going back and forth from a local health food store with trying different ingredients and then different levels of the ingredients. Um, and then I ended up, you know, making something that, that we liked and um, I then discovered. So because I'm in a lot of or different organic groups and different um wellness communities and, and whatnot I actually thought that originally it was just us that had this problem and it was just us that couldn't eat Vegemite or, or didn't want to eat Vegemite um, but actually then I had all my friends saying to me oh my goodness we haven't been able to eat Vegemite for 10 years oh my goodness you know we would love an alternative as well um, and we can't we don't eat any of the alternatives on the on the market and so I did a little bit of um you know, from there I, I got people to try it. So I did a bit of market research. I um, I said to my friends, well, here you go, try this. This is what I make. Tell me what you think. And they went, oh, wow. And my friend wants it as well. And so I said, well, here, give this to your friend. See what your friend thinks. You know, so I um, I then did that in, you know, with a few people that I didn't know uh, in the community as well and asked for feedback. So I, you know, I sort of put it out on Facebook in my community and said, you know, do you have the same problem as us? You know, if so do you want to try this product? And once you've tried it, you know, can you give me some feedback on if you like it and if you'd eat it again? So um, did the, you know, the research sort of showed when I, when I did this that there was a real need for Evermite, real, real need for a organic, clean, you know, additive-free, uh, allergy-friendly um, Vegemite alternative. So I then, um, bizarrely, in my wisdom, I then decided, not having any business experience whatsoever, that I would um, take the product to market so I could share it with everybody um, and then started the business from there. So it's been a massive, massive journey even since then. Um, but, yeah, but that's, that's basically what led me to, um, to make the product and to then make it into a business. Incredible. Um, because incredible. I just, I, yeah. It's incredible what you've achieved. Yep. So what sort of t what sort of Thank time you. frame are we looking at, Cinnamon? From the time when you know you found out William needed to eliminate some foods from his diet, to then actually yeah. um, you know doing that trial with the with the customers uh, and saying, look, do you like this product? Let's buy it again. What sort of time frame are we looking at? Um, okay, I, yeah, I'm really I'm really bad at stuff like that. So <laughs> so he's so You're at, I am terrible. So <laughs> yeah, so so William is now six and a half. We discovered that he couldn't eat Vegemite at about six months. Um, the business has been um, uh, operating for about two years. So let's say he was four and a half. Um, so let's say it was another year. Let's say it took me about two, two to three years in terms of experimentation and then a good year um, um, with doing market research and developing it into a business and, you know, getting all the testing done. And because obviously I, like I went through a food, um, a food business cause I, I'm not a chef by, by trade or I'm, you know, I'm not a business person by trade. So I uh, went through all that process and that took me a good year as well in terms of trademarking and getting all the, the, um, the, the product tested to make sure that it was actually safe for the market. Um, you know, working out the systems needed, um, so it was, it was quite a really, it was quite a really long journey um, until I'd even got it to market. Um, knowing that that was only two years ago, I got it to market and I would have started the, started it probably when he was around six, six to eight months, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's great. That gives so us good, some real insight because people often just see, you know, a product on the shelf and they, they, they'll say, oh, you know, I can really relate to Cinnamon's story. Um, you know, they might have children too that they've had to tweak diets and eliminate certain foods and really have felt that pain of trying to find something that the kids are going to actually eat that is yeah. in alignment with what they can tolerate. So um, yeah. I think people often, I don't know, I think that sometimes um, 
people can underestimate how long it takes. And 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 are we going to go a little bit more into the actual uh, nuts and bolts and blood, sweat, and tears that it will have involved yep. to get to where you are now? Because now it just looks like it's effortless. Right, you are in every, pretty much every yeah. food shop across the country, um, and, and yeah. you know it's just amazing. But we'll we'll get more into that. But just to uh, unpack a little bit of what you've said already. And I totally relate to the Vegemite thing because I think because it's such a small amount and it's spread so thinly yeah. on the yeah. aligned bread is one of the last things to go, isn't it? It's like, oh, it is. come on, yeah. that's just too hard. It's, so, it's just... It's just a little bit. It's just a little bit. It'll be okay. It's just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, we, yeah, we, yeah. We, we took ages to get it out of our house. I'm personally not a Vegemite yeah. fan because um, I'm more of a Marmite girl, being English. Yeah. But Mike and the yeah. kids were, were through and through Vegemite eaters. So it was, it, but I get it. Yeah. So why is it when it's such a small amount, and I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this going, oh, come on, it's just smeared on bread. How, how, yeah. how harmful can it be? But can you yeah. tell us a little bit about, you know, um, how oh. harmful that small amount can be? Oh, seriously. It, it, I would, if I hadn't have been through this journey, I would have never known how, what the impact that the wrong food for the wrong person can have. I, I don't know how to say it properly, but, you know, like it is just so debilitating. So, you know, it, it's just, you know, it, it, it is just one little bit. But for William, the impact is so significant and it's phenomenal. Like I have, I do all my own um, in-store sampling uh, in in Queensland. So I will go, part of um, my journey with the business and part of understanding the need out in the community and getting people's feedback as well has been about making sure that I um, I, I meet everybody. I meet as many customers as I can and I ask them, you know, what they think of it and I, and I listen to their journey. And, and I declare, so part of um, the food standards is you don't have to de- declare um, a small percentage of, um, I, I, I don't know if it's under 2% or under 5%. Um, uh, if there's only a small percentage of what you, you have in the product, you don't actually need to declare it. And I make sure I do in terms of um, the different versions that I've got and um, the fact that I use nightshades in um, some of the versions. And just that tiniest bit that I use, it's actually legally undeclarable, but I undeclare, it's 1.8% and it has a massive impact on some people that can't tolerate it. And that's the same thing that we experience with Vegemite and with other um, issues for William, other foods. So... We would have times where, um, and it was for William, it was mainly bloating and constipation. So um, the littlest um, thing that would go, that William would eat, uh, he would experience um, severe bloating or um, constipation for one to two weeks. His behaviour would change. Um, he wouldn't, wasn't able to engage, um, uh, you know, um, as well as he, he would. Um, you know, his lang- it would have times where his language would um, would uh, go backwards because, you know, it was just one little bit of this, but there was one little bit of something else and one little bit of something else. Yeah. And, and it, it just, it, it, it's a cumulative effect yeah. and it all leads to, um, you know, inflammation in his body and um, issues in his body and it, it, he just can't have any of it. So any of the little things that he shouldn't have, he just can't have. Um, because it has just such a significant effect on his system and on then his functioning. This is amazing. And, you know, Cinnamon, this might be really helpful for the listeners who are thinking there's still a couple of missing pieces in their either their health journey or their family's health journey. And it could be just a couple of those, you know, staple foods that we've all grown upon that are just, you know, in every yeah. single Aussie uh, pantry that might be, you know, doing a little bit of, um, you know, kind of like sabotaging all of the other good work that people are doing around you yes. know, ditching, the, the, ditching the, um, the most likely um, suspects like gluten and dairy. And if you're doing that kind of thing, yes. but you're still having some of the other things which could be causing irritation, uh, inflammation, yes. then that can be really undoing all of your good work and just make you think, oh, God, this is too hard. Let's just give yes. up. <laughs> 
yes, yeah. No, 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 you're exactly right. Like, and part of, so part of what I do, Helen, and part of what I, um, is, I'm really passionate about is, you know, engaging with people and saying, please be informed, please be empowered, please understand your body, please understand what's on the labels and what you're eating and, and what it, how it then impacts on you. So, you know, even today still I, I make the mistake. So every time William's health goes backwards, it's because we've made a mistake with not looking at a label and made a mistake with being a bit lazy and going, oh, just a little bit of this will be okay. Mm. And then we just go backwards again and we just have to restart the whole thing again and it's a nightmare. Um, so it's so important for people to understand what they're reading and, and what, what, what the labels mean and, then, and what it does to them then as a result. Yeah, and I, and I think what you're doing is, is very closely aligned to my value of not, not having to miss out, you know, like humans hate deprivation. Yeah. And if we can create an alternative to the foods that people yeah. love that's going to make their life easier, then Agreed. so much better, isn't it, than missing out on. So I, I assume, like, with all of this yeah. passion, William must have really loved Vegemite for you to go to the, all of this work <laughs> to find an alternative, right? It must be one of his Well, favorite. you know, yeah, 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 it was, yeah. Uh, but but it's, Evermite is only one of the things that I've had to create for him yeah. um, in order to have similar like products. Evermite was just the one that um, I knew there was a massive demand for and a massive need for. So I haven't, it's the only one that I brought to market. So, you know, I've had to, he can't have um, normal crackers on the market. He can't have normal bread on the market. Um, so only now he can even eat the, um, you know, your bread and your wraps because he's only just been able to start um, eggs in his diet. So initially he couldn't even have eggs. And that was a massive um, block for us in terms of, um, you know, having anything on the market for him with, with even breads. So, um, so that's just it every might was just the only one that I, I brought to market um i wanted to make sure i know he, he's our third child so i know that the risk is when he goes to daycare and when he goes to school and when he goes out into you know high school and all that sort of stuff that you get the peers around you and you know the socialization and, and um the pressure there around you want to have like like products so exactly like what you've done with the bread and wraps, uh, light products that are safe that he can then take out and have with his mates at school. Um, you know, so we do the same thing with, you know, muesli bars and this and that and create ones that he can have, that he can have at school and ice blocks and, uh, and whatnot. It's um, so easy. So you, it's can, just you can literally, you can transform any um, conventional product yeah. on the market that's made of, I mean, really, this is the first generation where we've had to, really educate our kids around what's food and what isn't yeah. food you know because 50 years yeah. ago everything was just food or maybe going back a little food. Yeah. further now but now everything's just so processed and you're like holy crap even if you look at mm. you know fruit mince pies are coming back into the market now and i just we make a, a primal mm. alternative to fruit mince pies and i just picked it up oh, yeah. and thought well what's in it like how hard can it be it's just pastry and fruit right mm. no there is yeah. so much other crap in there that you just don't want to be having in your system so absolutely yeah. to you for what you what i'd love to do is to find out what is every mite actually made of mm, okay so i've got I've got three different versions. Um, it's all the same ingredients but uh, tweaked a little bit in terms of um, different people's uh, needs. So it's a black, so the ingredients that are in every mite is black sesame seeds, um, coconut amino sauce, apple cider vinegar, and Himalayan salt. So in one of the versions, um, I've got Australian sea salt um, instead of Himalayan. And in in two of the versions, um, the coconut aminos that I use has 1.8% uh, of raw fermented chilli, garlic and onion uh, within the aminos. Um, and that's what I mean in terms of like understanding the different things that are in, in products um, and actually le legalities around the fact that I actually legally didn't need to disclose that, mm. but I made sure I did because 
it's an inclusive product. It need I, I'm I really believe you know in truth and labelling, and I really believe that people need to be empowered and understand what they're eating and how it impacts on them. So um, so technically, it has the four ingredients, but then it actually has in two of the versions um, a little tiny bit of chili, garlic, and onion in it. Mm. So all the uh, all the ingredients are certified organic. Um, the product's not certified organic because the kitchen that I use isn't sort of certified organic. Um, we, the, the, um, and then what was I going to say? And then it's all, um, handmade still. And I know I get off on tangents, Helen. So you me have too. to bring me in sometimes. <laughs> I, have too, I have too many tabs open. I was thinking, I've got too many tabs open. Close a few tabs. <laughs> um, so yeah, we still hand make it. In, we still hand make it. It's all handmade in Brisbane. Um, the guy that I use is just divine. We, we don't heat the product, so it's not actually heated either. So the nutrients aren't, you know, killed out and the um, ferments aren't chilled out either. Um, and, um, yeah, we still, we still hand make it in a, in a little kitchen in, in Redcliffe and it's done in an area where, um, because it's allergy friendly. So because, um, uh, I, you know, want to make sure that people that can't eat nuts can use it, you know, and can't eat, you know, different allergens can use, can, can eat it. Um, it's all in a little area of its own that he produces in and, and in a little, um, equipment of its own as well so um, we've done it that way to make sure that it's as safe as possible for you know people that are eating every month yeah and you know reducing cross contaminants as much as you possibly can yeah no that's really awesome exactly that's a really massive thing for us um I, i say to people that can't that are highly allergic to nuts i give them the information to say that um some of the ingredients that we use for the sesame seeds um, that's uh, produced in a facility or packed in a facility where they uh, where nuts are used. Um, however, they have a very strict hygiene policy, and then we've had um, uh, every mite tested, you know, batches tested for nuts um, to make sure that there hasn't been any um, cross contamination. So, you know, that's one of the, one of the other steps that we do as well. Mm, yeah no that's really cool that's really cool so now you've already you've already told us you don't have any like catering or chefy background and you didn't have any business experience um either in fact you used to be um, a social worker working in state government yeah. right for all of your career so yeah, what, yeah. I, what i'd love to know is how does a social worker turn you know a passion into a food brand and what are some of the um, speed bumps or obstacles that you've had along your way? Oh, seriously, there's been a thousand, uh, <laughs> a thousand speed bumps and obstacles. I know, I know, I know. And, and I think, uh, so let me think. I, I guess I've always been, um, you know, my, my personality style, I have a very passionate personality style. So, in social work, I have always um, I focused on child protection. So my my, um, my passion in in social work is children and um, human development and um, improving improving children's life and, and analysing what's going on for people and their environment and, and their uh, mind and their feelings and 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 what and trying to make things better for people. Mm. So, you know, I've always been passionate about making things better for people and I've always been passionate about and, and and the skills I've needed for that have been around, you know, analysis, uh, risk management, um, leadership, uh, problem solving, um, and then just getting in there and doing stuff. So, you know, if I, I think that if I had have um, thought about it too much, I might not have done it. Um, cause it's been such a very, it has been a very difficult journey. Um, but I'm one of those people that I just go, oh my God, this is an issue for other people. Wow. I didn't realize these other people are suffering as well. Okay. I got to get this out there. So I'm just going to do it. So, um, you know, I think some of the, ob- some of the obstacles, so, so, you know, my personality style and skill base was really important, Absolutely. um, to help me along the journey and, yeah, yeah, and my resilience. So, mm. uh, you know, getting, you know, getting going through a speed bump and going, oh, I'm done, you know, and then just picking myself back up again and moving back along again. So that's a really important thing for people that are going and wanting to take something to market. 
you know, I, I think that's um, important that they have to know there's going to be a lot of obstacles, but you need to be resilient, you need to be flexible um, and it's all going to be okay, but you just need, but you just go, you just got to keep going. Um, so, you know, I didn't realise that, I had no idea that, that um, oh, let me think. So originally I just thought that I could just make it in my kitchen and take it to market and put it in shops for people, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise there was all these standards to start with. So I had to, you know, get, get a food licence. I had to learn about what I need, how you did that and then all the different food safety processes. Like there's a million food safety processes and recording processes and, um, you know, and systems that you need to put in place just to make sure that you're doing everything safely. So, um, you know, I, I had speed bumps in regards to even just trademarking the the, the Every month, so I didn't even realise you had to trade pro, uh, trademark it as well, and that cost me a fortune. Um, so the, you know, there's bumps, bumps, uh, you know, with all that sort of stuff. There was you know, bumps in terms of um, then how do I? Well, so I started making every night um, once I learnt that I wanted to get it to market uh, in a kitchen. So I then uh, hired a commercial kitchen. Um, I then had a speed bump around well. I can't get the scale I need if I'm making it myself in a commercial kitchen all by myself. So what's the most strategic way then to move forward? So, um, you know, one of the steps there was um, I had to look into contract food manufacturers. And then when I looked into contract food manufacturers, um, I then had to, you know, look at the ones that did it by hand as opposed to the ones that um, did mass produce mass production so the ones that did mass production had lots of um possible contaminants on their line so they obviously have you know really high hygiene uh, and cross-contaminant um policies to make sure everything's safe but um they still uh, had lots of things on their line uh that they produced that i had to be really careful around if i wanted to be associated with that or not just in case you know because it was around um, the product was around making people's life easier, not um, and 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 the, and the market that it is is around people that have food intolerances and food uh, allergies. So, um, you know, so there've been that's that's been some of the different um, challenges that I've had. Um, even just the jars, you know, like I, I've you know developed it in one jar, and then suddenly I couldn't get that jar. Um, oh God! When I needed it, because because yeah, it was one, it was one from Europe. That, that I could only get in stock every every few months or so. And so I was like, oh, my God. So I actually had to change the jar and then I had to change the label as a result because it was a different shape jar. Um, you had to change your website, you know, all your photos, all your photographs had, of the product. Correct, correct. Mm. So many different obstacles I've come across because I had no idea, not having a business background and not being a foodie, that, I, that I'd come across those um, bumps, bumps in the road. Um, you know, I went, yeah, so, so there's some of the things anyway that, mm. that, that, are, are, that I've been through and people have, um, it's good for people to sort of know those things if they're, if they're um, looking at going through a similar journey and taking something yeah. to market. Yeah, and I, I love um, that you shared that insight with a cinnamon because I think a lot of the food industry these days is built around profit and getting that sweet spot in terms of the sugar and the fat content and the salt content. So it just gives that, that, um, I can't stop eating this sweet spot, you know, like whether it's, whether it's good for you or not, like generally big food don't give a shit, right. You know, it's, um, all about profit and sales. Whereas, yeah. And I think this is what, Mm. uh, yeah. And I think that, um, Mm. What's different about your philosophy is you, you're coming from a place of wanting to help people. And when you look, even though it, on paper you think, well, how's a social worker now a food, you know, food manufacturer? Yeah. Um, yeah. You look at the, your skill set, like you pointed out, your passion for wanting to help others, your problem-solving mm. skills, and your resilience. Mm. I mean, if you want to go forward mm. anything in life at all, those are all really important Anything, anything in life at all. It's yes. Just like be, a, be a good mom or have a happy marriage. Yes. Like they're all great life yes. skills. Um, but I think that the difference is the passion is coming from a really, like it's a really heart-centered 
place yes. to be coming to Thank work you. To, help, to help people. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's not just all about profit and it's not about scalability. You know, obviously it needs to be profitable and no. you need to be able to scale it so you can serve as many yes. people as possible. But it, it's totally coming from, um, from a, a different place altogether. Yeah. Which, um, which you I, know, I, and, and, oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, Helen, you know, I went to you know, business consultants when I started it and they said to me, oh, there's no profit in it and it's not a big enough market. Uh, market. Don't even bother. You're wasting your time. I don't want to, you know, I, I won't help you because you, I'll be wasting your, you'll be wasting my time and I wouldn't even do it if I was you because you're going to be wasting your time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and it was interesting and I, and I, I kept, I struggled with that. So, you know, and I, I said, no, nope, that's it. I, I, I've got to do this. I've got to get it out there. Um, that is not what's important to me. So even moving forward when I was told, don't do it, there's not enough profit in it, it's, uh, and, and it's not a big enough market, um, even then I went, it's okay, it's okay, that's not what it's about. So, you know, I still made sure I kept those good ingredients, you know. I still made sure that I kept the the quality product. I didn't try and um put any fillers in in order to try and bring the price down so i could bring my profitability up you know Mm. i um it was me that was knocking on all the doors at at all the shops you know it was me that was and i you know i got so many no's even to start with when i when i took it to the uh, retailers because they said to me oh goodness it's it's an expensive product i'm not going to be able to sell that you know and i went it's an expensive product because it's got quality ingredients in it you know, I guarantee you that there's a need for this. If if I put this on your, if you put this on your shelves for me to get it out there, because I just really, really need it out there, mm. I'll guarantee that if you don't sell it, I'll take it back at my cost. You know, so I had to really um, look at well, you know, what is my my goal? And my goal was to get it out there. It wasn't to you know make it a, a massive profitable business. So you know, so I had to keep with those ethics, and I had to convince others that they weren't going to um, take too many risks. I would take the risks if it didn't sell for them because it's a different, if you're, you know, if you're a retailer, you need that profitability, you need that turnover, you need the different things because you've got rent to pay and you've got, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, eventually I, I, I'm hoping to be able to um, partner with somebody that can assist me with, you um, bringing the price point down for people um, in order to be able to make it more accessible for people that can't afford the product. Um, and I've got lots of goals in regards to that, but I just, I had to just keep going. No, it's not about that. It's about getting out, it, you know, it's not about profitability. It's about getting it out there so people can access it and it can make people's life easier. And I was happy to take the risk and I was happy to do all the hard work in regards to that just to get it out there for people. So and that's happened, which has been really good. That's awesome. And, you know, like obviously um, with the products that we make, uh, it's a very similar high, yep. higher price point and, and it's too expensive yeah. is something that we get as well. But I always just yeah. feel that, you know, and, you know, there's, there's Vegemite recipes on, on Google and yes. there's your bread yep. recipes and wraps yes. on Google. It's not yep. so much the recipe, but I think it's more the, um, the convenience of having it yes. done for you. And that's what people are needing because people are so time poor and sick. Yes. And um, I always just think, at what cost? At what cost? Yes. So I'd rather buy every mite because I can't be bothered to make it myself yes. because I've got all these other things yes. that I want to be doing. And the cost, you know, when you've talked about William's symptoms, you know, his, his, his behavior, his language, his IBS, his bloating, his constipation, all of that, like yeah. that is the cost yeah. today for getting a convenience food, you know, from, from the shelf. I agree. That, that isn't, you know, so, so yes, it is a very niche market. And the thing that I love about this world now for us entrepreneurial foodies is that yeah. we can take, we can, like I can, I can survey the market and find out if the price is right, if the ingredients are right, if it's a product somebody wants, just from asking in a few on a few Facebook pages and in some Facebook groups. Like, yes. so these, yeah. these people, and I, I just am picturing them to be men, sorry, not being totally feminist, but blokes in offices, you know, contract food manufacturers or a- analysts or business managers, whatever yeah. they were that said to you, don't waste your time. 
just do oh, it. Oh, yeah, it was men, yeah. Yeah, men, yeah. <laughs> All right, right. And you. <laughs> big business, yeah, yeah, big business men, yeah. <laughs> they just don't have their heart, their um, finger on the pulse as much as we do now with the aid of, you know, social media and the networks yeah. and the groups that we're in because you essentially went out and you knew there was a market because you'd already yeah. tested it before you went to market. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, yeah, um, yeah. It's just, it's just, it's like yep. a whole, the thing, it gets me so excited because it's a real whole food, grassroots food evolution. Yeah. Like nobody's, we're not going to wait for yeah. big pharma and, and big food and no. change. Like we're just going to get some products out there. And yes, it is very, very niche. Not everybody's going to want to um, buy every yeah. month. But for those people that need it, it's so cool that there's actually a product yeah. out there that is going to fill that need. I agree. Absolutely. And the thing is, Helen, you know, when, and I, and I bring it back to again, you know, when you see the difference, feel the difference, understand the difference with real food, whole food, clean eating, um, when you experience that, it, there's no other choice. You, you, yeah. There's no going back. You, 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 no, there's not, is there? You know, like, the, <laughs> And you can't put a price, I agree, you can't put a price on it. Like it's so invaluable to have the convenience products out there that are clean and healthy and safe for us to eat. So we're not having to make every single little thing by scratch. And, you know, we can go to, um, you know, so someone, someone can go for me like to on a holiday to um, another part of Australia and buy every mite in, in one of the health food stores there and be able to use that. You know, like that's just so important for me. Um, yeah, we, we would never, ever go back. And I, and I really i am so passionate about more people understanding the benefits and the need um, for real food. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it is, it is, it is very niche what, what both of us are doing. Mm. That niche is growing yeah. as more and more people become it is. intolerant to um, yeah. the foods that are, are out there. And that's, that's because they've changed so much. And, um, yeah. You know, yeah, anyway, yeah. we could talk about that for many, you know, many hours. We, we, could for, we could forever. But, but, but even, Helen, even I've actually discovered through all the work that I do with meeting with people and listening to them when I'm doing everything in store and even just on social media, fascinatingly, even though I developed the product for people that have food intolerances and food allergies, majority of the people that actually eat and buy every mite um, don't have food intolerances or food allergies. They buy it because they, they're becoming more informed and more empowered and are wanting healthier, cleaner option, options. So it's actually just about trying to be healthier. There you go. Incredible. And I imagine it'd be the same for you as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, you don't have to just be needing a you know, gluten-free, grain-free option to eat primal alternative bread, like you eat it because no. it tastes nicer than that white bread in the supermarket. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you, 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 eat, you eat your bread. Exactly, exactly. You eat your bread because you know that it's good for you, it's healthy, and you know that it's actually value-adding to your system when you're eating it, not being yeah, a white bread alternative that's got nothing in it that's, that's going to help you. Yeah, what's the point? I don't see the point of having those um, types of food. What's not food? No. What's the point? Just, it's just a void on your oh, correct. to be yeah. filled with something that's yeah. a lot more nutrient-dense. So um, what I'd love to know is even though you've had these obstacles, people have told you don't even waste your time, there's no market for it, yeah. you've still gone forth with this passion knowing that you know, it's almost like your purpose to bring this um, alternative to yes. the marketplace. So what have been some of the rewards or some of the highlights or even just that, that thing that makes you get up in the morning and, and spend more hours on every yeah. month? Oh, seriously. It, it, again, it's the intrinsic side of it. So, um, you know, I love, so I, I still run the business on my own. So it's still, I, I have got no employees, you know, obviously I get contract manufactured and, um, and there's distributors and all that sort of stuff, but it's just me. Like the whole thing stops with me. So um, I need to have a lot of motivation in order to continue because it is really hard work. Um, I've got it into, so I've, I've only still managed uh, to have it in Australia. I've looked at uh, overseas market yet, but I just don't have that skill or, or time in order to go there yet. But um, it's everyone's in probably almost around 400 stores throughout Australia. So wow. well done. You know, like, thank you. Like it, it has been really, really hard work. But, you know, 
knowing that it's going into more stores is is huge for me. So when I get feedback from people to say, oh, I, I found it at, you know, at this store down in the middle of nowhere and I can now get it at this store, um, you know, so knowing that it's in more stores is big for me because that's about raising awareness that it's out there, raising awareness that the alternative is there and then for people going, oh, why is this alternative? Well, it's an alternative because, you know, real food, whole food, nutrient-dense living, you know, right, right, right. So um, when, I, when I hear it's in more stores, that's just a massive reward for me because then I know more people can access it and more people can learn about it. Um, when I get on social media and I see that um, someone's posted about every night because they've just found it now and they can access it now and they love it and it's changed their life because it's made it easier for them, that just is so rewarding for me. Um, I love that. I, I, I love it. It is. It's, it's divine. Um, you know, and even you know another one like when I, you know, I had so many no's, Helen. Like you know, I was going to so many different stores, and they're saying no. You know, and then I I get these phone calls, and I still get these phone calls. Um, well, actually, it's a little bit different now. But initially, I'd get phone calls from um, people, and they'd actually say to me look, I haven't had Vegemite for 10 years, you know, my kids can't eat it. You know, it's, it's, and now we can eat it. Now you've developed it, we can eat it. Thank you so, so very much. Mm. I'd get emails at first. I'd get, you know, and, and still the social media, I'd, I'd get, um, mess, uh, you know, Instagram messages and, and, and Facebook messages for people saying thank you to me uh, and how it's now helped them mm. um, go on holidays, you know, go to a cafe. Uh, so, you know, because for us, like we bring our bread to the cafe and so we'd say, can you please toast this and and, he, and toast the bread for us and we bring our Evermont with us. Um, so, you might as well you know, stay at hearing, home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so knowing that intrinsically me knowing that um, I'm, other people are benefiting from Evermont that's my reward, you know. And when I go into, so now these days I'll go into stores. So I do a lot of the same stores in Brisbane uh, and I do the in-store tasting for people. I'll see customers there that go, yep, we eat it every day. You know, thank you so much. And, I, and they're coming back and they're eating it again, you know, and because the same customers shop at the same stores. And that's so rewarding for me to actually um, to see kids come up when I'm doing in-store sampling and and have some have some Evermite on a cracker, uh, and they go, "Yep, we eat it every day. We love it. You know, thank you so much." And that's that's my reward for me. Yeah, it's incredible, and and that that's what keeps that, me going. That's what keeps you going, and that means that you know your you have your why of why you started the business was you know you wanted to help others, you wanted to get this product out there, and you've got it out there, and it's helping others. So you have completely yeah. um, achieved your goals. You've kept. I love how you've kept like a lean startup. So yes, you've got your contract manufacturer and your distributors, but there's you and your your it. So going yeah. back to what we were saying about the the blokes um, who the the naysayers who said don't even bother. Yeah. Um, have you now got it to a point where it's a viable business for you in, in a profitable sense? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and the only reason, so it's, so no, if I went back to those people now, they would still say, oh, what are you doing for goodness sake? Uh, go buy some cheap stuff from China and sell that, you know, and, and then and make some profit. Um, so as a business model, no. I I am still in the startup phase. I'm only in my first two years of business, Helen, so it's just still in the startup phase. Um, I, you know, I'm not losing money because I've been really, really careful in um, in keeping the cost as much as I can down as low as possible, you know, in terms of like, no, you're not hiring staff and not doing this and not doing that. Mm. Um, but my time is, um, I'm very time poor, so I pay um I pay distributors to distribute for me. I pay high costs um, to buy my products from um, Australian companies instead of um, negotiating uh, off, off um, overseas um, stores and, and getting it cheaper. Um, you know, I, I don't spend time in negotiating um, the ingredients and stuff yet at this point in time. You know, the, 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 the people that, that I buy my ingredients from, they tell me that's what they are. 
I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's what I buy it for then uh, uh, because I have very little time um, to go down and negotiate stuff and, and source other options. And um, so, uh, you know, I haven't focused on margin. Um, you know, I give the shops what they need because because they need a, a certain margin because they have all the rents and they have all the this and have all, and have all the employees. I give the distributor their margin because, you know, they need that in order to do their job properly. I give the contract manufacturer his margin because that's what he needs in order to make it for me. So I make sure that I look after all the people that um, are around me supporting me so they get what they need in order for me to get what I need, which is to get it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, next year, um, I'm going to start. So I'm actually working now with people to help me build the business um, that, are, that are business people that yep. will help me build it to a sustainable um, business model. So I'm looking at um, partnering with people that can do the business plans and can help me negotiate um, in regards to bringing my cost down, my ingredients, um, can help me scale in regards to my buying power. So, um, we, you know, we partner with people that will buy at bigger scales so it'll bring the cost of the jars down, you know, and all that sort of stuff that will then give me a better margin uh, in order to have a more sustainable and um, uh, saleable and scalable uh, product and, and business that I can um, then, you know, tweak it a bit as well. So, you know, one of my goals is to be able to get it to a stage where, um, I can tweak it so I can bring the price point down, you know, bec- because I've brought the price of the um, the cost of goods down. So, you know, my jars yeah. don't cost me so much and my labels don't cost me so much. And so I can pass that on. And so for me, it's actually about passing that that that, in, that on them to the end consumer, So which is bringing the, the price point down as opposed to me having a higher margin in order to um, make a million dollars out of it. Mm. So um, I've got a very different idea over what's important to me um and you know so for me it's about not losing money but it's not really about making making tons of money out of it it's just about having it out there for people um and it being a sustainable model that i can actually um look at someone else taking over it at another point in time and growing it to the overseas market and growing it to um you know to to, to a much bigger um production scale that that's that's bigger and bigger and greater than me Mm, fantastic and that really that really aligns with one of my values which is um do what you do best and outsource the rest and so you you know you've got got this product out there it looks amazing it tastes amazing i think the price point's fine i mean um i think the price point for a jar of every mite is fifteen dollars ninety five am i right versus like a veggie mite it's you know like i don't even I also you can't Very compare different. my because our bread's fifteen dollars ninety five as well, and you can't compare that. The like a jar of Vegemite is about five bucks, right? And same as a loaf of normal bread is about five bucks. But the difference, yeah. it's like comparing apples and oranges. Like there's just no comparison. Correct. Of the ingredients. Correct. The process that it's made, everything. Um, you know, it's handmade. Yeah. All of that kind of thing. I think really adds a lot more energetic value to something that's just pumped out in the factory. Um, but anyway, that's Correct. it. Yeah. Because Correct. So um, and, but and I, really, I, I can see your future. You've got the product there. People are loving it. It's really just a case now of um, bringing your cost of goods down. But I really want to say cinnamon. Yeah. And I'm sure I'll be saying this. Yeah. People will be shouting at their radio in the car. Like, it's got to be viable for you too because we need you to be able to. I know. Yeah. Money from this so you can keep serving us with Vegemite. And I think there's sometimes that. Yes. Sorry, so with every mic. Sometimes it's that like, uh, I'm saying that it's losing my words because I'm passionate, but, you know, sometimes there's that discrepancy that, you know, we, we serve, yeah. but we can't earn any money for it. And I think that's a very female point of view. And I think we really it is. feel okay to, uh, to earn money from doing what we love because we're making a difference and we deserve to. Helen, yeah, you're 100% right. And, and I, I struggle with that as a person. Um, because my, um, I do, I, I struggle with that. And that's always been one of my things that I've, um, had to work on and I'll be partnering with a, uh, a lovely, I think, I think it's, it's going to be a lovely, uh, male actually, that's got a, a good business head mm. and will be able to do all those side of it for me. And so I can still keep the values of the business, but then look at how we can actually improve it. So it is profitable in future. Awesome. Um, 
because it, it is it's huge yeah that's a huge thing Glad people in the, like business yeah thank you good yeah people in the bit in the wellness industry and people in like in our community like they they think it's a fantastic product as we do and a fantastic business um but yeah but it definitely needs tweaking um i need to tweak quite a bit of stuff but um but I'm I'm just I'm not the person to do that right now. I just want to get it out there, and I just want to want everyone to be able to access it. Yeah, I totally agree. And look, I think you know, like we've all got money blocks. Or it's just we just do. Um, yeah. And there's a really good um, Aussie um, author called Denise DeFields Thomas, and it's such okay. a, such a great book. You should check it out. It's called Chillpreneur. It's about how to overcome mm-hmm. your money blocks so you can get out into the world and, um, you know, give the world what you've got mm. without running yourself mm. into the ground, which is so important, especially mm. for us women who are just, like, juggling so many Yeah. So I'm yeah, very conscious of the time and we are coming to the okay. end. So before we wrap okay. up, and obviously I could talk to you for weeks, but um, tell yeah. us <laughs> where, where can we find Every Mind? Okay, so... Um, Oh, number one, there's three versions of Every Might. There's a FODMAP-friendly version, a low-salt version, and then the original. So Something there's different everyone. versions for different people's needs. Yeah. So, yeah, so just, uh, just thought I'd better actually quickly point that out. Um, number two, um, you can buy Every Might um, through almost every health food store um, and, you know, and wellness store in Australia. So majority of health food stores, so all the chains like, you know, go Vida and Flannery's and, um, God, what else is there? Market Organics and, and Dr. Earth. And uh, so there's all these different chains that you can buy it in all, all of those. Um, all the little independents should, should all have it. If they don't, they can access it through their distributors. Um, there's quite a few um, gorgeous little online, um, you know, mum and dad health food stores um, online that sell every might as well. So um, you can buy it through there. I've got my own... Um, online um website as well where you can buy it through the store there as well uh so there's there's so many different places and i i just say to people please 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 spread the word if your local health food store does not have every might please ask them to get it in store Mm. if your friend that's looking you know got a child or if your friend that's got you know stomach issues or whatever or looking for healthier options um, tell them about every mind so you know more stores can understand that it's there and can get it in and more people know that it's around and can ask for it and, and buy it and eat it as well yeah awesome love it now um yeah. I'd, I'd love i know we've talked about it before but i'd love to have it on the primal alternative online shop so let's hang around after we finish this I'd love uh, that. interview because I'd, I'd love i think just you're you're spreading my bread i mean That'd be that awesome could be, that could be thank you hashtag. i know it's <laughs> that is such a good hashtag it's such a good hashtag <laughs> I know I love it I love it but my final question <laughs> to you before we wrap up and I ask yeah. everybody this so I have to ask you it otherwise people will be going well what does Cinnamon think about it so um, <laughs> my question is what is your personal opinion about chocolate wine slash any kind of alcohol and coffee yeah oh yeah. what's my about it together you mean no, not well. You could have it together. I guess that would be a, um, <laughs> a bit like an espresso martini or something, or a tiramisu or something. Yeah. But um, <laughs> oh, what's your opinion? Because they're kind of those grey areas in in the clean living world that some people can, gotcha. Yeah. So what do you? What's okay. Your so what's my opinion? Yeah. Okay. So number one, I don't drink coffee. I haven't drunk coffee since I was a teenager because it gives me heart palpitations because of the caffeine. Mm. Um. So I coffee. Yeah. I don't know. I, Caffeine, I don't have a significant issue in reference to caffeine if it's in moderation. Um, I, in terms of it being processed um, coffees and processed teas, for example, I don't think that um, people should be drinking those. I think it should be as clean and natural as possible. Um, you know, so I mean in terms of like buying iced coffees and, um, and those energy drinks and stuff like that, I think they're a significant no-go. Mm. Um, in regards to um, alcohol and um, chocolate, so we, we in terms of chocolate, we don't see. This, here I go again, Helen. Like I told you, I'm <laughs> such a tangent person. <laughs> I spent five minutes answering this question, but in terms of chocolate, I really we don't eat um, traditional chocolate. Um, I, we will buy chocolate from a health food store because we only 
majority, it's very, very rare that we personally would actually go into Coles or Woolies or any of the major stores to buy any groceries. I um, 100% try to support every single um, small business that is around me and we shop at uh, all the different um, organic uh, marketplaces. So in terms of chocolate, I, I, don't, I won't eat, you know, the, the, the big brand um, processed chocolates uh, and we don't eat them as a family. We don't give them to other people. We, um, we will only eat the stuff from the health food stores. Um, in terms of our son, um, he will only eat stuff that I make uh, and, I, and it has to be really, really low sugar. So, again, I'll always look at um, ethical, sustainable um, nutrient-dense ingredients if I'm making anything that's going into his body and if I'm buying it for us as a family um, because that's really, really important to me. Um, in terms of alcohol, um, that's that, to be honest with you, that's my, as a person, that's my one weakness. So I do love a glass of wine, um, and I will have that. And that's my downfall in terms of clean eating. Um, uh, but that's a, that's a a whole nother story. So, um, (laughs) in moderation, (laughs) in moderation. And, you know, I remember, you know, speaking with um, Don Tolman, who's one of those great, you know, people that people can learn from and listen to and and, uh, great motivational speaker as well as great insight into, you know, balance and lifestyle and health and wellbeing and um, using food as your medicine. Um, Yeah, he says the same thing. You know, as long as you've got that balance there, have a little bit of, of, um, you know, healthy, organic, preservative-free, unprocessed, sustainable yeah. products, but you need those treats. You need them. You so, yeah. and, and they're out there, you know. So products like yours and mine and, and you know, organic wines and organic chocolates and, um, and making sure you're having clean caffeine, you know, it's all out there if you go out and look for it. Mm. And so you can actually have those, those options in moderation and treat yourself. Absolutely. Cinnamon, thank you so much. You're so wise and down to earth and we can all relate to you and your story and how, um, how grateful we are for you bringing an alternative to the marketplace for the much-loved Vegemite and bringing us every mite. Now, for everybody you. listening, um, you can find out more about Cinnamon at everymite.com.au and also follow her on Facebook and Instagram with it. <laughs> every might and if you um like we really love when you tag us on instagram when you're eating our products so please do tag hashtag every might or at every might so that cinnamon can um really feel the, the the joy of bringing her product to the world right thank you yes <laughs> that'd be great <laughs> awesome thank you so much for spending um some time with me today i've absolutely loved hanging out with you thank you so much Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I'm so, I feel so privileged to be able to talk to you and, and that you've spent the time, you know, talking to me. Um, I absolutely have so much admiration for, for you and as a person and, you know, and your business and your product and, and the message that you put out there as well. So thank you very much. Oh, that's so nice. Right. You, hang on after this. I'm going to stop recording this and <laughs> yeah, then cool. we're going to talk about how yeah. we can collaborate more together, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds beautiful. Thank you very much. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.